think some of you have been in the wilderness. So who are you? Who are you? Are you a natural being having a spiritual experience? Are you a spiritual being having a natural experience? And the devil said, if you are the son of God, You see, the devil said, if you are a child of God, who are you? And how do you know? You feel it? that little bit of discomfort that happens when it gets a little too quiet. Forty days and forty nights. Think about it. Forty days and forty nights by yourself in the desert. Things happen when there's a lot of space and time with ourselves. In April of 1992, long before I ever thought I might be here worshiping this God in this way with you all, I spent four days and four nights by myself in Death Valley in California with water and a sleeping bag and a journal. I wrote, when I arrived, I did my offering meditation and I heard, Tuesday is life, Wednesday is death, and Thursday is rebirth. I thought it was poetic. Today I know it is real. Yesterday was struggle, reflection, acceptance, self-will, concern with my daily needs, simple living. During the last night I awakened with the moon high, shaking, sweating profusely dazed, nauseous, disoriented, feeling as if I was mourning something and I didn't know what. I trembled my way to the bathroom behind a rock and then lay on my bag, exhausted and sick. I waited for the sweat to dry and to cool in the night, then I climbed underneath the cover, shaken. For the rest of the night, I wove in and out of sleep, waves of sickness, wanting to vomit, nothing to throw up. 
As day broke, I cried to my mother and asked relief from the sweating and the nausea. Relief, 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 I prayed. And I continued to doze in and out, literally unable to move. I could barely lift an arm, barely know who I was or what I was doing, dazed. I awakened again a bit ago, and this time I knew it was time. I am here. I was reminded this is my death day. I followed a lizard into the shadow of the stone. I'm still very weak, but I am willing. Death, I welcome you. Let us lay together. That was on day two. Imagine, there were scorpions. And I slept on the rocks. And the heat was severe. And I got very hungry. So why, why do we do this? Why do people like me go into the desert? Why do we celebrate Lent? Just as our dear Vicki Gibbs shared a good word on Ash Wednesday, why do we do this? Just to celebrate something during our church year, give us something to do? Why was Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights? Scripture tells us right before this that Jesus was there because the Spirit pushed him into the wilderness. The verb is very emphatic. He was shoved into the wilderness immediately after he was lifted from the waters of his baptism to hear God speak. This is my child whom I love with whom I am well pleased. And then our scripture tells us Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and shoved into the wilderness where for 40 days and 40 nights he was tempted by the devil. Well, I don't know about you all, but I've often heard this scripture as if the temptation was a three-time thing. It was just three moments when the devil came and had a couple questions. But our scripture tells us no, <laughs> no, the tempting went on for a long time, day and night for over a month. Just after Jesus had been lifted from the waters of baptism and called God's own child, loved, fully claimed. And Jesus was not empty and just dispirited and far from God. No, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit and even so. Called by God, lifted from the waters, full of the Holy Spirit and tempted by the devil for a season. Some of you know what this is. It's called life. Why 
Why do we go in the desert? Why did the Spirit push Jesus there? Why? Because. It's a big, different thing to hear a voice say to you that you are a child of God and that you are loved and with you God is well pleased and to actually believe it. Yes, I said it is a big difference between coming into church at Resurrection MCC or any other church that might have this good word for you and hearing someone tell you, you are a child of God and God loves you and with you God is well pleased and learning how to live in that. The desert is a place where things fall away from us. Things that keep us from knowing how to enter in to this deep listening with our lives. You see, when we're in the wilderness, we listen in the wilderness. And what do we hear? We hear, I'm tired, I'm scared, I'm aching, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm sick. Listening in the wilderness is, I'm aching, I'm sad, I'm weary, I don't feel good. That's listening in the wilderness. And that's what we hear. And then something else happens. We hear another voice. And we start listening to the wilderness. And here's what it's like when we're listening to the wilderness. Hmm. You're hungry? You hungry? I got something for you. You see, listening in the wilderness, we hear, I am hungry for something to bring me some sort of peace. I am hungry to feel good within myself. I am hungry that this morning will just stop. I am hungry. Give me something. Give me something. And when we're listening to the wilderness, we hear, I got gotcha. you, here. Here's something that you can do. You can be self-sufficient, take it upon yourself, figure out an answer, get something for yourself, make it all better. Come on, you can. Sure you can. There's a lot of options. You can figure one out. You could sleep with him. You could have drinks with her. You could buy this. You could give up that. Somehow, you can fix this. That's the voice that we listen to in the wilderness. Or sometimes what we hear in the wilderness are things about, I am alone, I'm lonely. Will anyone ever love me? Who cares about me? Who cares that I'm suffering? Will I ever be gathered and chosen? And we have a voice that speaks and we listen to the wilderness that says to us, well, here's a way out of that. 
why don't you just go ahead and buy that expensive suit and get that very good job and buy that expensive car and maybe with a little bit of living here and talking like that, people are going to start looking up to you. They'll love you. Well, they'll think you're glorious. They'll give you some authority. They'll think you're somebody to fear, maybe. That's good enough. You feel lonely, worried that you might not be loved? Here, I got something for you. Let me lift you up and give you some authority and esteem and glory, and it will work, kind of, enough. Come on now. I got something for you here. Or maybe we're listening in the wilderness, and we think to ourselves, I don't care about those other things, really. I don't care if people think highly of me. I'm not too worried about things, about being loved or not. I just want to know I'm going to be okay. I just want to know I'm going to be okay. It's been a hard enough walk. I'm tired. When's it going to end? When's it going to get better? I just want to know it's going to be okay. And then we listen to the wilderness, and that voice says, oh, I got something for you there, too. You can go ahead and pray some prayers to God, but they've got to be special prayers, kind of perfect prayers. You've got to say them in a certain way, in a certain place, at a certain time. You've got to be a certain kind of person, because, well, you've got to get this right, because if you want to be taken care of, you better do it this way. And so, come on now, pray the prayer. Be holy like that. Oh, it didn't work. God doesn't seem to have your back. Maybe you did something wrong. Try it again. Maybe God's testing you. Maybe you should test God back. Maybe you should start giving God a little ultimatum about proving who God is. Maybe you should tell God what you expect so that God can make you feel secure. So go on. Test God and see if you can work that out. You see, what happens is we get in the wilderness and we are listening in the wilderness to all those things that hurt and feel bad and feel sad, and we start listening to the wilderness. All those voices, the voices of the devil, that tell us, I have an answer for you. Rely on yourself, have the world think you're wonderful. And go ahead, get the right kind of God working in the way you think God should be working, and it will all be good. There you go. You see, that voice of the wilderness is asking us to believe these lies. That you are not a child of God. That you are all alone that you are not beloved just as you are, so you must earn your worth. That you are not pleasing to God just as you are unconditionally, so you need to throw out some tests to prove your worth to a God you can't trust. These are the voices that speak to us in and with the wilderness. 
And what we are called to do, saints, is to listen all the way through. Listen all the way through, through the wilderness until we can hear the truth that is hidden within every one of these challenges. I was asked by God, what do you thirst for that gives you shame? What do you thirst for that makes you ill? What do you thirst for that robs you of balance? What do you thirst for that keeps you thirsting even when you drink from it again and again and again? I wrote, I just want to be safe. I want some attention. I want to be admired because then I can be protected from criticism that hurts and cuts me to the core. I wrote, I want to be special to have others look at me with admiration because then I can be safe from reproach. I can stop trying so hard and wondering if it's good enough. I wrote, I want to be superior I want to be superior so I don't have to experience the discomfort of practicing and failing. And I wrote, I want to be done. I want to have no more improvement to do. I just want to be completed because I want to be safe from always having something else to start. I want to be unique. I want to be unusual. I want attention without full comprehension. I want a version of awe. I want interest and respect. I want all of this because I want to live separate and safe from the demands and expectations and criticisms of others. I want to be separate so that I will not feel the pain that feels like dying. I hadn't read this scripture when I was writing those pieces. But what it speaks to me of is this truth. In writing those words down, I was able to listen into and listen through to hear where God would take me. By knowing that I felt so unsafe, I had to hear who I was, someone trembling inside to let that voice of God draw me nearer to God's provision of safety and love. I had to listen to the ways in which I didn't want to show up as myself because I felt afraid and ask God who God knew me to be so that I could learn how to walk proud in the world and unafraid. I had to listen through all of the pain and temptation to fix that pain so that I could listen into God's promise, not just as some words that somebody gave me, not just some words written in a Bible or spoken by a preacher, but so that I could live through the pain and know in my blood and bones here is the truth. You are a child of God. And God loves you. And with you, God is entirely pleased. Let us remember that this was spoken to Jesus before he had done a thing. 
This is not after he'd been healing everybody and proving how wonderful he is. God lifted him from the waters of baptism and proclaimed who he was. And we, people of God, in this season of listening, are invited to do the same. To listen not to my voice or the voice of the wilderness that we carry within us, but to the deeper voice of God that will prevail. But the only way to saints is through. I encourage you to enjoy the season of Lent, not because it's easy, but because it is true. And the freedom that comes from the other side of this is the freedom for which you are hungering, thirsting, longing, and crying out in the wilderness. Listen, for this is the voice of God within you. I love you. You are my child. And with you, I am well pleased. Know it deep. In Jesus' name. And so